Hi everyone, we're back. This is in the mood for film. That's right. So where are we at? We are the London Film Festival is done and dusted, and um, we've had another week post the end of uh, London Film Festival to mull over and think about the films that we've seen, settle on our favourites, that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, so we thought it would be good to kind of go through some of the films that we haven't had a chance to talk about. And, you know, what we loved, what we detested. Um, I'm going to start by, I want to throw out Banshees of Inner Sharon. Um, so Banshees of Inner Sharon is the new film from Martin McDonough. Uh, it just got released uh, this, week? this week. That's right. It's just been released this week. Um, it stars Colin Farrell as Parrick. Or <laughs> Yeah. But it looks like Padrake when you look at his name. But you're saying it's this... Root of Patricia? It is Patrick in Irish. <laughs> okay. Um, but they kill him, Parrick, in the film. So Parrick, played by Colin Farrell, um, and Brendan Gleeson plays Colin. Colin decides all of a sudden that he doesn't want to be friends no more with, um, with Parrick. And um, for the simple reason that, well, I say simple, but yeah, the rather complex reason that he's doesn't want to spend his time listening to the dull musings, well, the musings of a dullard. And um, he, um, you know, wants to spend his time making music and, uh, you know, contributing to the world. Uh, and it's really funny. Uh, and moving. And really moving, yeah. I mean, it's, um, it, there were so many laughs in the cinema when, when I saw this film. Um, but it becomes increasingly more unsettling and and then afterwards just left me feeling really quite disturbed and so same with my partner um, my partner and I we went to see it and then we went out to um, dinner afterwards and on the walk afterwards we were just like going oh my god I feel like awful <laughs> um, what what was that and then you know talking about it over the, over over dinner and you know the themes and you know it really is about I think despair and aging and wanting to leave a mark and feeling like you're hurtling to this abyss of the, the end of life. Nothingness. Yeah. Um, which is such a, obviously really dark themes. Um, and yet is a really, really funny film. At, I mean, lots of jokes, yeah. but great supporting yeah. cast as well with, um, Gary Condon and Barry Keogh. Keegan? Keegan. Keegan. Yeah. Yeah. Barry Keegan. Um, Yeah. I thought Barry Keegan was fantastic. I really hope he gets a supporting actor nomination for his role. Um, And I could see both Brendan Gleeson and him getting a supporting actor nomination. Colin Farrell, I think, is a shoo-in for a a best actor actor, nomination. Especially coming from uh, Winning Venice as well. Yeah, that's right. Where he won the Volpe Cup. Um, And then um, Kerry Condon plays... Colin Farrell's wife or Colin's no, wife? No, sister. Oh, I mean sister, sorry. <laughs> yes, um, and she's fantastic she as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's out in cinemas now and I would highly recommend people going out to see it. It's not, it, it, you know, it's it's really entertaining but really, um, uh, yeah, dark in its yeah. themes at the heart of it and really leaves you kind of um, wrestling with the with the themes afterwards, I think. Um, I think it's brilliant. I think it's it better. It is brilliant yeah. and his best film, for I, sure. I totally think so. Um, and um, I forgot what I was going to say. Well, I think it was the best film of the, cin- of the <laughs> no, festival. No, I was going to say that. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I didn't know you were going to say that. <laughs> it is one of my favourite films of the year. That's what I was going to say. Sorry. Yeah. Well, we've been debating this as well. Like, obviously, we finished the festival and you think, you know, what were your top three or were your, yeah. you know, what was the best film? For me, this is the film. I, I, I couldn't say this straight after seeing the film, but after a couple of days, I just thought, you know, this this film has really stuck with me and is my favourite film of the year so far and the fav- my favourite film of the festival. Yeah, I don't know if it's my favourite. I still, I'm still uh, deciding. I, I, I started rating them today just before we met mm. uh, on Critica. We both used this uh, website where 
you know, you rate films and, um, and I know that I will go back and probably change a few of them, but it's definitely one of my top three as well. So we also both saw Pinocchio, um, the new Guillermo del Toro's um, film. The world premiere, the, the world hot premiere. ticket. Yeah. And uh, next time I find out a ticket, sorry, um, a film is a world premiere, I'll make sure that I get better tickets because I could have sat close to Kate Blanchett. <laughs> and in the end, I was like 10 pounds tickets at the very, the last row <laughs> of the balcony. So I was very disappointed. We were, we were 30 pound tickets on the aisle. And then after the Q&A, they all came filing right past us. And Christoph Waltz, you know, shook the hand of the person in front of me and, and then joked, you know, this is a bit weird, isn't it? Because they're all like filing past all these rows of people while they're all staring up at them. It was, it was, quite, it was quite funny. Yeah, I, was very, I was very disappointed that I was sitting like so far away. <laughs> but I loved the film. thought it was great. Great animation. Um, yeah, you didn't like it as much, I think. Yeah, yeah I, I, I found the introduction very moving. <laughs> Um, you know, Guillermo was talking about how his mother had passed away and this is the first time she would see the film. Um, I didn't realise. Yeah, it was... it was actually the day before, I think. Yeah. Uh, I found out much later, but the day after. Um, but yeah, so she was a, a Mexican um, actress and uh, yeah, she died just the day before, but he was already in London. Um, and the film was very important for both of them. She took him to see it, the Disney, um, the original Disney uh, animation. So, yeah, so he was very moved by, you know, that we are all going to see with her that day in London. So, um, yeah. And the, and the film is very much about death and grief. So the first half hour I found very moving especially knowing Guillermo was there and his mother, about his mother. And the ending I found very moving, but it lost me after about half an hour, I must say, and I found myself, as beautiful as it looked, I just found myself getting a bit bored. Um, you enjoyed it more than me, though. Yeah, I did. Uh, I, I, I liked uh, his, his take on it. You know, it's, uh, he, he changed the story to 1930s uh, fascist Italy. So it was, was quite interesting um, take on the on the on the story which I which I enjoyed. Yeah, I don't know, I just felt like that Italian fascism background felt a bit forced. I don't know, like unlike um Pan's Labyrinth where, you know, the kind of civil war background just feels like a kind of a, a part of the film and not like kind of shoehorned in or or kind of yeah, whereas, I don't know, it just didn't work so much for me, the Italian fascist I think it's background. Because, yeah, I think with puns, it's, it's because it's an original story, so you're creating the fantasy together with the... Yeah, maybe. With the, with the, the horrors of the war, which, yeah. Yeah. But it but, looks amazing, doesn't it? Yeah. I, I still think puns is my favourite film of his, for sure. Oh, no doubt it's, for me, it's, yeah. It's just a masterpiece, and I think it deserved much more accolades than it than it got yeah for sure yeah um, but as a similar darkness i guess i mean i guess it's still well he uh, yeah he it's he didn't shy away from it being about you know death and about the, the darkness and also the darkness of you know the kind of fascist italy and and for a children's well as he said at the start this isn't for children mm-hmm. and um if children are going to watch you have to have a conversation with them Afterwards, or something like that, and I can see why it's pretty. It's pretty dark, but I'm glad he didn't shy away and make it too um, palatable. Yeah, and I also liked that um, the original story is about you know the boy who wants you know to to be uh, sorry the 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 puppet who wants to be a boy, and you know when he lies and uh, his nose grows. Whereas in this story, there is a whole thing about not obeying all the rules. You know, mm. sometimes following the rules is wrong because that's what happened in fascist Italy or in Nazi Germany, or it's still happening today. So sometimes you have to break away from that to to actually succeed or to you know to do good. So yeah. I like I like this take as well. Um, so yeah, it has a great cast. Um, you know, Christopher Waltz and Kate Blanchett. Uh, Ewan McGregor, who's brilliant. Yeah, he's great. Um, he's, um, the the boy, the, um, 
Uh, yeah, sorry. And Tilda Swinton. Yeah. Um, who wasn't there, unfortunately. No. It have been amazing to have my two goddesses there, <laughs> Kate and 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 Tilda. Um, and the the actor who plays the uh, Pinocchio, he's so talented. His voice, his, his singing voice, is beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I don't know if he's done anything. No, I think this is was his first. Uh, they did talk about the casting, I think, didn't they, at the Q&A? Um, uh, the open. Yeah, I can't, not so sure I can't remember done. if he's done anything before, but yeah, he's so talented. Uh, it was also his birthday on the day, so we also sang Happy Birthday. That was cute, <laughs> wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, no, his singing voice was just beautiful. Yeah. Um, I couldn't believe that Kate Blanchett played the monkey. I know. Uh, I, I Spatula, was it? Oh, no, I can't remember. It's that name like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I assumed that um, there was a, a, a um, female voice in it that of a kind of the wood nymph kind of thing um, who I assumed was Kate Blanchett. And then at the end, you realise it's the just... streaking like um, monkey that has no dialogue. It's Kate Blanchett. It's uh, she and was... she came all the way to the to the premiere. <laughs> it, did, it just made, did make me laugh. Um, so yeah, so it's a Netflix production, so it's going to be out in December, I Yeah, think. so it's out on December 9th on Netflix, um, and it's out in cinemas sometime in November. Mm. Um, I do wonder how it's going to do in the Oscars. I mean, I, th- I think it's probably the favourite now to win Best Animated Feature. I hope so. But, um, but at the same time, I wonder how many people feel like me, where you, there's a lot to like, but it kind of, you kind of lose interest mm. halfway through. Yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I do recommend people see it on a big screen, actually. It's such an amazing um, production. Um, and um, we actually had like the little uh, puppets there as well as on display mm. on the day, which was really nice. And um, yeah, it's just like so beautiful. Um, and the reviews have been great. So it's doing very well. Last I checked on Metacritic, it was something like 90. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it would be uh, interesting to see how it does. And I, I must say, even though I didn't love the film, I would agree that we should see it on a big screen. Yeah. And you could, I think you could also get a uh, Best Song uh, nomination, yeah? And for once, I liked one of the Disney songs. Mm. So if it wins, I'll be very happy. I normally hate all of them. Can we please talk about After Sun now? Yes, we can. <laughs> <laughs> this is a new film from Charlotte Wells. Uh, a, um, a film being released by Mubi in the United Kingdom and by A24 in the US. And it played, it, it premiered at Cannes um, in the International Critics Week where it won a jury prize. Uh, it basically tells the story of um, Callum, a um, young father played by Paul Mescal, the great Paul Mescal. Um, and uh, he's gone on holiday in Turkey with his daughter, nine-year-old daughter, um, nine-year-old daughter? Yeah, played by a young actress by the name of Frankie Corio, who was there at the Q&A with with Paul and and Charlotte and was just just the cutest. Um, Yeah, really, really, uh, it looks like they've got a really sweet kind of relationship that they've developed. Paul and, and Frankie. Um, in any case, it's um, it, it's told as kind of in flashback or told in kind of like a piecing together the memory from the main character, Frankie, as she is in her 30s, I think early 30s, looking back on this time that she had with her father um, in this in this holiday resort. And the way it's shot, it's just um, really kind of fragmented and, um, I mean, beautifully composed, interesting shots where some things are kind of out of view or out of off the screen or in reflections um, and mixed with kind of digital video from, you know, the kind of camcorder stuff that they're recording. Um, And then also mixed in with some kind of fantasy shots where um, like a dance floor and to kind of give the sense that this is, uh, this woman kind of piecing together this the memories as well as kind of potential events that have happened um, in her father's life. Um, and it kind of tells 
in a really kind of gentle, subtle way that this young man is not ready to be a father and he's doing his best, but is also dealing with other stuff of, you know, depression, of um, potentially drug abuse, um, and but still trying to make this holiday work. And it's just kind of quietly devastating. Uh, yeah, I just absolutely loved this film. I thought it was a gem. Yeah. I agree with everything you said. <laughs> no, seriously, yeah, you've put it beautifully. Yeah, it's it's just um, exquisite um, piece of um, of you know of cinema, um, and yeah, and Charlotte, I think that's her first film. I think it's definitely yeah, her first feature film. Sure. I think definitely someone to watch, and I was it was yeah very moving and um, devastating. Yeah. I um I, I again my partner came to this, he found it really boring. <laughs> so I think it's not for everyone. Oh really? Yeah. I can't remember. yeah. Um and I also could see if you were watching it on the small screen, maybe you'd be less captivated or mm. because I do I do think it's kind of like the pacing of it, it kind of lends itself to like if you were distracted it wouldn't really work. Uh, so again, see it on the big screen. Um, but I just, I just absolutely love this film and, um, was competing as my favorite film of the festival, but, um, you know, it's definitely one of them as well. One of the top three. Let's now talk about the sun. <laughs> must we? We must, which, uh, we both, um, hated. Um, <laughs> yeah. I think we both had really high expectations, um, Initial, well, before buying the tickets. <laughs> That's right. Uh, because we both loved um, The Father, which was his previous film. Florian Zeller. Florian Zeller, yeah. With Oliver Coleman and Anthony Hopkins, which also does a, a small cameo in this one. Um, the but, best scene in the film, by far. <laughs> but The Son is like the, the opposite of the, of the Father. It's just like so... You know, like with a great cast, was badly acted. Um, so we have um, Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman plays the plays father. The father. Yeah. His ex-wife, um, Laura Dern. Laura Dern, and his new partner wife. Oh, you got me, Vanessa Kirby. Vanessa Kirby. Yeah, I've forgotten everyone's name. <laughs> don't ask me the name of the the son. Like I remember. <laughs> no, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know the name of the son. But, you know, he's, so yeah, so uh, Hugh, the story of Hugh Jackman, um, who's, you know, has a new family, a small baby, and his, his, um, his you know, life is disrupted a little bit by his ex-wife coming to say, you know, that there are issues with their teenage son who clearly has, a, you know, clearly depressed and has you know has stopped going to school and all this so the drama unravels from that but it's just like so badly acted mm. um heavy-handed yeah and yeah. some of the scenes were just like scenes with like doctors and and oh. <laughs> i was just shocked how bad they were um i was just like is this like based in real life or when did they get this uh, I even checked with you because you're a psychologist. <laughs> uh, if you remember, so like, is it normal to actually ask these kind of questions or behave like this if you work in a, you know, in a in a hospital in a mental health institution or something? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I should add, I'm not. I mean, I I work in brain injury rather than kind of mental health. So I. But, but my... you know more about it than me. It was just like so blatant and so badly done. Yeah, I just oh. there was a scene in particular where they're deciding whether or not he should remain kind of sectioned or whatever the word you know, um, kind of um, uh, stay you know as an inpatient for longer or or not. And the way the psychiatrist um, like delivered his lines and asked talked about the sun was just felt completely uh unprofessional unrealistic um false um yeah and i do i mean i i'm sure florenzella has some um experiences with 
you know, mental health difficulties and maybe family or people he knows or whatever. And I'm sure he's done some research and whatever, but it just felt really false to me. Um, and it's unfortunate because it is a, you know, really important topic about, you know, adolescent mental health and, um, and what a shame to have something that's so bad. Yeah. The ending <laughs> is just like, oh my God, mm. so bad. Um, yeah, yeah so. such a shame. <laughs> I mean, we, we, we kind of thought, well, I thought maybe, uh, maybe we'll be pleasantly surprised because after the reviews came out, uh, we were, um, our expect- we went in with very, very low expectations, but they were, they were met <laughs> when they, <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. So I have no idea when it's coming out. <laughs> so see it at your own period. A palate cleanser after the sun. Uh, actually, did we, we did see it after the sun, I think. Um, Alcaraz. It was. Yeah. After the sun. Um, so this is the new film from Carlos Simon, who, um, I say like he's, she's French. She's Spanish. She's Spanish, um, from Catalonia, I think. Yeah. Around there. Yeah. Um, and yeah, she kind of grew up, this director grew up in a family of peach farmers and she wrote this and directed this film about this. Uh, a family of peach farmers as um, modernity is kind of coming and they're being forced to give up their peach farm industry to to um, put up solar panels. <laughs> um, I mean, what did you think of it? Yeah, I thought it was beautiful. Um, it is, you know, a kind of a, a bittersweet story. Um, she does, you know, it's all non-professional actors, but uh, it was not, um, it was, um, um, you know, it was a, 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 a fictional account, not necessarily, I mean, she has the background of the peach, you know, growing up with that family, with a similar family. But yeah, it is um, um, a new, you know, a, a, um, original story. Um, yeah, it's just like the the, you know, it's a beautiful, you know, during the, the summer and a beautiful um, seeing the the family together and, you know, taking part in this world that's almost fading somehow, uh, but being very proud of it. But at the same time, dreaming of other things as well. So it's kind of a bit poignant. Um, but yeah, I really liked it. Yeah, I liked it too. I thought it was... It felt very authentic, didn't it? It really felt like these were real people and a real family. And it felt like at the end of the film, you'd spent two hours with this authentic Catalonian peach farmer family. Um, you know, with the, you know, lots of, lots of uh, scenes with the children that felt that were great. One in particular, um, uh, Iris, the character's name was just so adorable. Uh, and um, so full of imagination. It's yeah, like I don't see that anymore. I think like that freedom of children being in the countryside and just like having all kinds of adventures and um, <laughs> including lifting them up with a in a what do you call the thing? Oh uh, yeah, I forgot. <laughs> like a digger or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. One of her cousins. Yeah. <laughs> But full of fantasy and yeah, it, it was it was very very nice to see that, um, and very and then by the end of it, when you see, you know, what's happening around them, it's, you feel like the sadness of 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 that, the life that's you know they're they're losing and uh, yeah, it was very really really poignant. Uh, it is a film that won this year, um, the Golden Bear this year, the Berlinale. Mm. And uh, it's going to be Spain's um, entry, uh, I think, for the foreign international feature competition. Mm. Is it? Yeah. No, category uh, at the at the Oscars. Um, don't know if it has any chance of of uh, being, you know, making the the final cut. But uh, it's a huge competition this year. Yeah. But yeah, it is a beautiful, beautiful story, moving film. So one of the films I want to talk about is uh, Le Pire from France, the worst ones. Um, so it won the Uncertain Regard uh, this year uh, in Cannes. Um, so it's a film within a film, 
um, and it talks about the the search for true realism in cinema. So there is a Belgian director who is making a film in France and he wants to use non-professional actors uh, in this uh, you know, state, uh, in the outs you know, outskirts of, of the city. So, so, you know, so he, he interviews and auditions all these kids who have, have, you know, some have mental health issues, have problems at school, some have been in prison. Um, and they, you know, they're, they're rough kids with a rough childhood that are dealing with lots of problems at home or at, in school. So, so the film uh, kind of questions this search for, you know, true realism when you're making a film that you use non-professional actors and, you know, how far can you go? What's the, what's the limit of exploring the... the the issues and anguish that the kids go through in real life and use it in fiction. Mm, interesting. Yeah, it was really, really well done. Um, the, it's the two directors, two women, Homan Gehe and Liz Akoka. Um, one of them was there for the, for the Q&A. I can't remember which one. I think it was <laughs> Homan. Uh, but they, they, she talks about like they were both casting directors um, in the past. So they've gone through this process of interviewing kids and the same way, and you know, like seeing one director that, you know, this kid had already gone through a lot and got the, got the part only to find out that he was not gonna get the part and, mm. uh, and how devastating that was for him. Um, but yeah, it talks about, you know, yeah, it was really beautiful done. I mean, the kids were great. Um, and she does talk about how much, like the worst scenes, like how, how much they've rehearsed it, you know, so it's not not to be exploitative. Uh, and the title come from, like the title, the P come from, from uh, the two scenes where they mention it, like, like during the audition, like, oh, you're, you're just choosing the worst, ones like the worst mm -hmm. ones of the neighborhood the worst kids mm -hmm. and also how some people which something that happens to them i think when they did i think they did a short before and um how lots of people in this in these states you know are not uh, are not uh, you know have more normal lives who are not as affected by poverty or by the issues, the daily issues that many of these kids have. So they feel that they don't want to be linked to something as dark, okay. which something very similar, it happens in Brazil as well. As uh, me as a Brazilian, it's like people who live in the slums, the favelas, sometimes some of them will say like, I don't want to be part of your film because I'm not a drug dealer or I'm not, a, you know, like I'm trying sure. to live an honest life. So you're always showing the worst Sure. The worst side of our neighborhood, and I don't want to be associated with that. Mm. So I think there is a scene on the film where the the women, some people, it's like, you know, why you always show the bad things? Why we always show the the worst ones? So where the title mm. comes from? It's okay. from but yeah, it was really really interesting to see that because especially when you watch a lot of independent films and uh, um, you know, films where you know, with non-professional actors and you are always, there's a lot of films like the ones from the Belgian duo um, The Dardens The Darden Brothers, mm. so it's kind of, you know, how much of this is you know, you are, you know, it's, it's exploitative, exploitative or how much of this is truthful, or how much yeah, it was an interesting take. Um, I don't know when it's going to be released or uh, this the distributor is uh, Pyramid International, um, but yes, it's uh, if you know if you have a chance to see it, I'll definitely recommend. One film we disagreed on was um, Decision to Leave, Park Chan Wook's new film, director of um, Old Boy, The Handmaiden, and others, and the South Korean entry for international feature. Uh, you saw it during the festival, and it's been got general release since. And I saw it just in the week following uh, the festival. You liked it. 
I really liked it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's just a, a beautiful um, Hitchcockian thriller. And um, yeah, it's uh, uh, yeah, beautifully directed and uh, acted, um, full of nuances. Um, if there is one thing that I will... Uh, critic of it's just I don't feel like we do get to understand or to know the characters as well as we I would have hoped uh, but um, yeah so it's um, it's a detective who start who is investigating uh, a married detective is investigating a murder um, and um, the uh, uh, the wife is one of the suspects, and he's you know becomes um, you know not obsessed with her. I don't know if it's the right word, but yeah, yeah. quite um, yeah. So they develop a relationship of sorts, um, and you know there are lots of twists. Um, but yeah, I I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm a huge fan of The Handmaiden. I think it's a, a just exquisite film. Um, and so this left me really cold. I found it boring. I found the characters uninteresting. Just, um, I mean, it's it looks amazing. Um, it's, you know, very well shot. But um, yeah, just left me really cold. And I think um, maybe that's just what you say, you know, that you don't really get to know these characters. Or they don't really feel like, you know, fleshed out real human beings um so um yeah wasn't for me um unfortunately uh but it's being touted as one of the favorites for um international feature um one film i did see that's up for international feature uh, uh the argentinian entry argentina 1985 again i missed it during the festival but it had a release this week and so i've just seen it in the last week since the festival um and i loved it uh, it is the um, directed by Santiago Mitra, um, and um, uh, it's about the um, trial of the junta in 1985, where the Argentinian military dictatorship were being prosecuted by the public prosecutor, uh, and um, you know, which was kind of an ordinary man up against uh, you know these very powerful, dangerous people and um and it's just really really well crafted uh it's um you know really uh, like the the costumes and the um production design everything it really feels like uh you know it's uh, uh, of its time you know you know the, the, um kind of a real sense of place and time and um but it's funny in parts, but also really horrific in part, or, you know, some of the testimony it, it goes through. So I think it really gives gravity to the parts that it needs to, but also levity to make it really accessible. So, um, yeah, I was really impressed. And I do think that that has a really good chance of making the top five for international feature. I hope not. <laughs> Says the Brazilian against the Argentinians. Yeah. <laughs> So we won't talk about too many other films, I think, because we don't need to be going on for hours. Um, but um, I'll just maybe men mention a couple of other big bit of the big films I saw. Um, so I saw the premiere of She Said, which was the, I think, only a day or two days after the world premiere in, in the New York Film Festival. This is um, Maria Schrader's uh, film. Uh, Maria Schrader, who directed Unorthodox, the miniseries, which I thought was brilliant. Um, so she, this, she directs, uh, she said about, uh, the kind of Me Too movement and, uh, Harvey Weinstein, um, about the people, the women that came out against Harvey Weinstein and the, um, the kind of story coming, coming together and being printed in the New York Times, I think the New York Times. Um, and, um, yeah, I just thought it was pretty pedestrian in parts, like quite... I mean, it has a lot of that tropes of the journalist stories of, you know, all the presence men and, you know, spotlight, but just felt, um, 
yeah, less less engrossing, um, and um, so yeah, a bit dis- a bit disappointed. Um, it's well, it's pretty well acted. Uh, I understand Carrie Mulligan is going for supporting actress in the Oscars, and Zoe Kazan for for best actress. Um, I don't really. I mean, none of the parts are really showy enough to be kind of um, awards contenders. I don't think. Um, and of the main of the main two, I should say. Um, I mean, Carrie Mullinger going supporting might give her a shot. Um, but I did think there were some uh, kind of standout uh, scenes from Jennifer Ely. She's brilliant, um, always, but she was brilliant um, in a couple of scenes. And then also Samantha Morton has one really great scene. So one not so great scene in the in the whale, I thought. Um, and one really great scene, and she said. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how that plays out in awards season. It's obviously very um, important and a you know, kind of Hollywood-based film. I should add about she said, I, I couldn't help but think how strange it was to be watching this film that is um, about the downfall of Harvey Weinstein when I it was only, you know, 11 years ago that I went to the surprise film and Harvey Weinstein came out and introduced the artist and everyone cheered. Yeah, Harvey Weinstein, years 11 years ago. Oh, yeah. Wow. Um, I mean, 11 years ago sounds like a long time, but at the same time, it's not. Like, it feels like yesterday and just a whole, we're in another world now. Um, so that's interesting. Um, but yeah, the film I thought was was was, was so-so. Uh, and I saw Living. Um, I didn't see it during the festival. It's another cheat. Um, I just saw it in a preview um, yesterday. And um, yeah, Brittle Nye is plays a, it, it's a take on um, Ikiru, um, the, Kurosawa. thank you very much. The, I always, I can never remember Kurosawa's name straight off. Um, <laughs> Kurosawa's um, film, Ikiru, uh, and it's the same kind of story, but set in uh, 1960s? No, no it's earlier, but I'm oh, not okay. sure when actually, whether, I think it's, um, I think it's post-war, so I think it must be like late 40s, early 50s. Um uh, England, and it's um, I thought that it's by Olivia, uh, uh, sorry, Oliver Hermanus, um, who directed Moffy, which I haven't actually seen, but the South African, one. yeah, uh, oh, interesting. And, I saw it during the festival. Oh, you did? A couple okay, of years ago, yeah, yeah, um, and oh. uh, but it's yeah, it's about um, a man who realizes, oh, Manus, yeah, a man who realizes he's, he's dying, um, and um. And he's kind of lived his life as Mr. Zombie, you know, always wanting to be a gentleman. Um, but he's, um, you know, quietly, you know, realizing that life is, you know, he wants to make the most of his life and, um, and kind of, uh, yeah, I guess live life a little. Um, yeah, I mean, I thought this, I thought that the start was great, um, and um, but it just kind of lost its way a bit again. And I thought, yeah, there's a, I don't want to spoil, but midway through something happens that that I didn't expect, and and then it just felt, um, yeah, like it lost some of the weight of it for the second half of it. Um, but yeah, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets an Oscar nomination. I don't see him having any chance of beating Colin Farrell or Brendan Fraser, but um, we love Bill Nye, so that would be nice to see him getting his first Oscar nomination. So those are two big films I saw. Um, it'd be nice to hear um, some of the smaller films, maybe, or world cinema that you've seen that you would shout out. Um, yeah, I can talk about the last two films I saw, uh, which are both um, like, you know, small productions. Uh, one from Ukraine. Um, it's a, a first feature from um, um, writer, director Andy Water. Uh, it's called Sheto. And I don't know if I'm pronouncing it correctly. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to try not to laugh when you said that. But the spelling, it's, it's like the word for village in Yiddish, shattered. I don't know how to pronounce it. <laughs> but they, they misspelled it on purpose. I, I don't really... It's intentional that they, 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 the E is missing from the word. But we don't know why it's we a don't know why. <laughs> Okay. Um, yeah, so he reconstructs his life in a, in a, a Jewish chateau in Ukraine, uh, just um, in between the wars. Um, yeah, it's like so um, shot in, in, you know, black and white. Uh, it's, uh, it's filmed in Yiddish. Um, and it, yeah, it's a really 
you know, beautiful story. Uh, so one of one of you know this community is a very close knit, but one of them lives, and he you know to uh, you know see the world and you know be something else in in Kiev. Uh, he and you know he becomes a filmmaker and he wants to go back home and. Um, but yeah, he goes back home and then, you know, all the people are kind of, some see him as a hero of sorts, others uh, as, you know, someone who abandoned uh, the life. And, but this is at the same time that the Stalin is in power and, and uh, you know, they, you know, they don't want to, I don't know, succumb to communism and, you know, be dictated by what the communists uh, um, want and, you know, um, but yeah, it's uh, it's it's an interesting film, um, as you would expect. It um, you know it's just before war breaks out, so you know they are not they are you know just um, uh, uh, they don't know yet what's about to happen basically. So yeah, mm -hmm. was we, you know, it's a, a great debut, shot in black and white, uh, very well acted, uh, and yeah, it's a. It's interesting to see this community that's about to to be erased. Um, mm. It was really, really moving. Um, and I saw an Iranian film called Subtraction from um, Mani Hagegis, which is uh, it's difficult to... <laughs> it's a mix of genres, really. Um, and, uh, you know, it's... Um, uh, story of a, a wife of a woman who you know she's out in the streets working and then she sees her husband who is supposed to be on a business trip then she follows him so she thinks he's having an affair and then this whole thing kind of uh, um, uh, this whole subplot you know starts um, but yeah it uh, was, was much better than I expected um, sadly, the director could, couldn't be there. He was supposed to be consider what's happening in Iran now. Mm. Uh, we all, uh, there was a, a video recording from him saying that he was about to embark to come to London when his passport was confiscated by the Iranian authorities because he had shown support for what was happening in Iran at the moment. Uh, but yeah, so it oh, was gosh. a little, yeah. So his... Um, He's again showed his support. Mm. <laughs> he talked about like he had two different. Um, um, he had he didn't know why they had confiscated his passport, so he had two different takes. One was because of uh, what he had said, which you know uh, they probably think he's being uh, punished by staying in Iran at this moment, and he said he couldn't be happy and he couldn't. He wouldn't want to be anywhere else at this moment in time, but in Iran, oh, really? to witness what's happening. So they they wow. lost if they were expecting that. Uh, and <laughs> the other one is that he, um, you know, like whatever he said or whatever message he was trying to show that wouldn't be disseminated. Which also, it's like I'm here talking to you. So yes, mm. we are gonna continue. And then he finished with the whole women life and freedom kind of um, motto that's going on at, at the moment oh wow um but yeah so yeah, it was an interesting film i've never watched anything by him before i think he has a previous film called pig which i don't think is the nicholas cage okay one. I don't think so <laughs> um but yeah it was kind of a mix of genres um uh, the the ending was really um interesting um, the actors, the two main actors, uh, we know from the sales, one of them from the salesman. Okay. Uh, and, um, yeah, so, I mean, I would say if you have a chance to watch it, it would be an interesting viewing as well. And so we also saw some other things that we're not going to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, not enough time, not enough time. Otherwise you'll, yeah, be here forever. I mean, I just got one more film I'll mention is just the inspection, um, which I really enjoyed. That's out soon. Um, with Jeremy Pope and Gabriel Union. Um, and you saw some films, the uh, Senegalese entry for international feature and a few other things. Yeah. Zale, which was uh, interesting. 
uh, you know, it's I've never seen any of his films, but he talks about how this is um, how this is um, a kind of uh, uh, not a trilogy, but you know, a series of works that um, about uh, the situation of women in contemporary Senegal. Um, and this film is one of that, just, uh, it's one of the issue, you know, subjects, um, deals with um, uh, sexual violence. Um, the only, it was, it was an interesting film. Uh, the only thing that I didn't really like was that there was a kind of a, kind of a Greek chorus Oh, yes, in between, yeah, in between scenes that I felt was a bit too much. I mean, I really didn't like it. Uh, he does, he, he did talk about how he likes when people ask him about music and color in his films. Um, because each of these segments had a particular color, like blue or white or red. Okay. But he talks about when he's, uh, he's a poet as well. And he, when he's tackling difficult subjects, he likes to bring music and, and color into his films. I mean, I, th I, I thought it was difficult. I mean, my, one of my friends actually left because he couldn't deal with it. Okay. He struggled with, with the whole chorus thing. I thought it was a bit too much. I think like once would be okay, but several times not. Um, but yeah, it was, 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 a, was an interesting film, well acted, um, you know, it was a beautiful story. I just wasn't like one of my favourites. Yeah. We, um, I guess thinking about the festival as a whole, we, we saw a lot of films by women, which was great. Yes. Yeah. Um, we haven't mentioned Mia Hansen Love's film, One Fine Morning, um, which um, was really beautifully uh, acted and by um, Lea Sidhu, um, but kind of, I guess, afterwards thinking about mm, no. what was... Yeah, the love story wasn't as great, I think. I think her relationship with the father and the whole thing with the father was really what made the film. I agree, um, I agree. Um, but it's, you know, as I said in an earlier podcast, we can never miss a Mia Hansen love, and she's just a very fine filmmaker. Um, but yeah, lots of films by women, which has been great. Um, and I think overall... You know, how was the festival? It was a great festival, I I, I agree. I mean, I think... I did say going in, I feel like my choices are really basic. I, I usually think, in, in retrospect, it hasn't been so. It's been... I feel like I've seen a good mix of, you know, some quite um, heady films and, you know, maybe I should have seen some more films not in the English language, but... I think it was, uh, yeah, more hits than misses this yeah, year, for agree. sure. Um, and, um, you know, I think if I was going to talk about my top five, uh, definitely Banshees, um, After Sun, Clothes, and I can't think of anything else. You're going to go steal my top five. <laughs> <laughs> Banshees for me. Um, closely followed by After Sun and saint Germain. Saint-Omer, yes, yeah. for sure. Um, Which I really, really want to get um, a nomination for all. It, they've just won, I think, the Prix Lumière in France okay. as well. Okay. Um, yeah, so I have high hopes for that. Yeah. Um, I loved Empire of Light, but it kind of has faded a bit in my kind of estimations or you know my thoughts you know um as uh, after the you know as it's it's the sweeping score and the sitting in the cinema you know with the you know all, all the cheesy stuff that really kind of made my heart sing in the moment they've kind of like it was a bit cheesy but i still love it um and it might make my top five i think argentina 1985 is also a film that um uh is is right up there as well i'm forgetting something um, you had some wishes close. for the awards season. Yeah, and I think so. My wishes for the award season would be, um, I think Banshees could win best picture. Win best picture, would and I think, think that'll be amazing. Do you think? And I would love it. Uh, do you think that Fablemans, the Fablemans, will be might be the big competitor? It seems to be from. Mm -hmm. 
critics review so far, but um, without having seen it, yeah. it's hard to say. Um, but I do, I was, with Banshees, the ending reminded me of No Country for Ben. That kind of like, you know, you're left sitting there thinking, oh my God, is that it? Like, unsettled, you know. It's obviously a very different film than No Country for Ben. It's not hilarious <laughs> i mean it is hilarious um uh but but do you, i don't know if you see what i mean by that you kind of there there's a real darkness and a real kind of unsettled feeling that it leaves you with mm. when it finishes that yeah. just makes you think makes you think about it a lot afterwards and that you know went so all the what, way what now yeah yes exactly yeah. um so so that's a big hope for banshees um and also i guess for banshees well i'd love to see barry keegan get a nomination for best supporting actor and everyone's talking about brendan gleason getting that nomination and you know he's the second biggest role but i just think barry keegan's performance is really quite remarkable so that's one wish I have. Um, I also have a wish that Saint Omer will at least get a nomination for Best International Feature. And also, uh, maybe, uh, I'll add Argentina 1985 as well, because I think both of them really deserve to be there. And close. I'm basically filling up the International Feature. <laughs> <laughs> that's three with three films that I saw. Um, I I wish Piaf would be the German angel. <laughs> <laughs> But, it's, but it's not. It's all, 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 all quiet, quiet on, on the Western, Western Front, which neither but of I us guess, seen yet. Yeah, yeah. I guess yeah. kinky sex <laughs> with a with a horse tail. <laughs> so yeah, it's too soon for kinky sex with a horse tail. <laughs> Give it a few years. Yeah. Any and not regrets, but uh, anything that we really want to see, we didn't see. We wish. Yes, one. Bo- Ta, of course. Oh, of course. Yeah, so... But also Bones and... Um, sorry, Bones and... Bones and All, the and new all. Luca Guadagnino. Yeah. So that was a, a late, a late edition, edition. And then it, it didn't uh, clash with other films. So yeah. I wish they had added yeah. it much earlier. But for me, the, the main film that I really regret missing is All the Beauty and the Bloodshed, the new documentary from mm. Laura Poitras yeah. about um, Nan Golden. Um, it's been braved by everyone who's seen it and i think it's probably what well, it is the favorite currently for best documentary and we, yeah we had a chance to see it and we yeah went to the sun all... <laughs> oh my god yes <laughs> uh, That's, yeah i regret that yeah very big much. regret um but yeah I, I, you know in the end it was a, a great festival i'm really looking forward to next year and uh, hoping to catch up on some films that I've missed. Yeah. And uh, maybe we'll be back soon when uh, the awards season starts. Yeah, we've got a bit of a lull now. Well, I guess as the films slowly start coming out that we've seen and other ones that we haven't, like Fablemans mm. and Tar. But, um, yeah, which is exciting to see them. And then we hit awards season proper. And um, I can't wait to talk with you more about it then. Yes. So until then. Bye. Bye.